0: This is On Minnesota History, a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose column, On Minnesota History, appears each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson.
1: These Minnesota history stories have kind of morphed into a crowdsourcing of history. Uh, people give me tips from various places on and uh, from the newspaper and other places. And recently I was on WCCO AM radio talking about Minnesota history. And a woman named Lisa Westerlund from Aiken, Minnesota, heard me and sent me an email telling me I had to talk to one of her former co-workers and friends, a guy named Wally Orsund. And he was 94 years old and had stories to tell about World War II. I wasn't real confident that a 94-year-old former gunner on a naval ship would, number one, be able to hear very well, and two, I wasn't sure how, how sharp he would be mentally at age 94. But I was delighted to find that it was as sharp as ever. And when I told him that, boy, his memory seemed pretty good, well, he said, it's too damn good sometimes. I remember too much. The most interesting factor I found in Wally's story was something he didn't even know about until a few years after World War II. He signed up as a 17-year-old from North Dakota to join the Navy and uh, one of the first missions on the USS Alabama, uh, his, his ship. Was to sail over to Norway. The Nazis had occupied Norway since 1940, and they had a boat, uh, a naval ship of their own called the Trippets, that the Nazis had kind of anchored around the Trondheim, Norway area. They launched her on April Fool's Day, 1939, from the slipways
0: at Wilhelmshaven. The day of her birth saw Reich Chancellor Adolf Hitler indulging in one of his feasts of self glorification. From a German newsreel of the time, we hear the voice of Frau von Hassel, daughter of Admiral Tirpitz, christening the last and most formidable of Germany's battleships.
1: So the USS Alabama, in one of its first missions, tried to draw that German battleship into combat. They would have loved to sink the ship because it was intercepting Allied convoys heading to Europe. They were unsuccessful, but years later, Wally returned to Norway after the war and learned that the Nazis had actually killed his grandmother, starved her because she was too old to work in the work camps. And After the war, Wally became a glazer, a Union window glazer, and among the achievements was putting many of the windows in the IDS tower, Minneapolis's iconic skyscraper, in the early 1970s. Wally also did a lot of stained glass work in churches across the Twin Cities area, including the Catholic Church in Big Lake, Minnesota. He said his family didn't talk much about the war, and they said that was something that happened in the past, but he was able to find out what really happened to his grandmother. So while he was a 17 year old out on the USS Alabama, uh, trying to help liberate Norway from the Nazis, his grandmother was starving. So it was a personal connection that made his, his service a little different from the other 2,500 members of that battleship crew.
0: I was gone for four and a half years. And when I came home, my mother was sitting on the couch and she just stared at me. I wasn't the five foot eight, 148 pound boy. She remembered leaving home in April of 41. Now there standing in front of her was a baby boy standing six foot and over 200 pounds. As she, as we hugged, she cried so softly and I knew what she was doing. She was thanking God for answering her prayers. For all her three sons that had served their country were now back home, safe and sound. On Minnesota History is a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose column, On Minnesota History, appears each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper.